And I say that not because I'm speaking, but because God's speaking. And uh, the message that God has given me today, I've been kind of biting my nails about. And if you know me, I kind of do that anyway. But I've been biting my nails about it in a different way, because it's a little strong. I'm going to tell you up front, it's a little strong what's coming. But I found that there's usually two ways we can look at strong messages. Right? We can get all insulted, and we can get all in our feelings, as the young people say, and we can take it as a negative. Or we can look at it another way. What is God saying? Right? Is this, this is good. Now, if you have no choice in matters, then it's not good. But, but I'm telling you today, you have a choice in the matter. What does God want me to do? Whenever God lays a choice before you, you have the opportunity for good. So I'm, I'm asking you this morning to kind of get your brain ready already. Right? I'm a sarcastic person. I'm getting some things out of the way out front. You guys know I'm kind of sarcastic. Sarcasm isn't good all the time. I'm not being sarcastic this morning. I promise you. I'm not throwing shade. I'm not trying to get after anybody. You know, in fact, I wish God would have gave this to somebody else. I'm just saying. <sighs> Lord, help me. So I want you, and I don't have control over this, but you do. I want you to receive this in the right spirit. God has something good for you. He has something good for you today. I know it's the beginning of the year. And this is the time we make resolutions. I don't know why y'all waste your time with that. <laughs> I, I stopped a long time ago making resolutions. Y'all know come February, you won't even remember what they were. Right? You're going to lose weight and come July, you're still going to be fat. <laughs> Me too. Me included. You know, that thing you were going to, you're still going to be that. Can I just say that for the most part? So I'm not talking about a resolution, but the beginning of the year is when we start thinking about making changes. Okay, and, and so that's a good thing. Nothing wrong with taking, you know, uh, evaluating yourself and saying, I need to make some changes. Nothing wrong with that. So I'm going to just jump in here because I'm dancing right now. I'm going to read you a story, one of my favorite stories from the Bible. And uh, I'm going to read you a good chunk of text here, and then we're going to talk about it. Marjorie, can you pull that up? I'm going to read from 1 Kings 18. <clears throat> and it says, a long time passed. Then God's word came to Elijah. The drought was now in its third year. The message, go and present yourself to Ahab. I'm about to make it rain on the country. Elijah set out to present himself to Ahab. The drought in Samaria at the time was most severe. Ahab called for Obadiah, who was in charge of the palace. Obadiah feared God. He was very devout. Earlier, when Jezebel had tried to kill off all the prophets of God, Obadiah had hidden away a hundred of them in two caves, fifty in a cave, and then supplied them with food and water. <clears throat> Ahab ordered Obadiah, go through the country, locate every spring and every stream. Let's see if we can find enough grass to keep our horses and mules from dying. So they divided the country between them for the search. Ahab went one way, and Obadiah went another way. Obadiah went his way, and suddenly there he was, Elijah. Now, just the way that's 
sounds and let you know something was up. Suddenly, here was the prophet. Obadiah fell on his knees, bowing in reverence, and he exclaimed, Is it really you, my master Elijah? You know, there were prophets in Israel, right? There was something unusual about this, though. Uh, Obadiah was taken aback to happen to run across Elijah just, just in his comings and goings. And it says, yes, Elijah said, the real me. I, I kind of picture Elijah doing one of these numbers. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's me in the flesh. Like, yeah, the real me. Now go and tell your boss I have seen Elijah. Obadiah said, but what have I done to deserve this? Ahab will kill me. As surely as your God lives, there isn't a country or kingdom where my master hasn't sent out search parties looking for you. And if they said, we can't find him, we've looked high and low, we would make that country or our kingdom swear that you were not found. And now you're telling me, go and tell my master Elijah's, Elijah's found? The minute I leave you, the Spirit of God will wish you away and to who knows where. Then I will report to Ahab, You'll, you'll have disappeared and Ahab will kill me. And I've served God devoutly since I was a boy. In other words, I'm not, I'm not willing to risk it all. Right, dude, you're you asking me something that's you know, way above my pay grade. I'm, I'm not trying to put my neck on the line for you. you, you you're slippery. Ahab was slippery, apparently. They, you know, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Elijah was slippery, apparently. Hasn't anyone told you what I did when Jezebel was out to kill the prophets of God? How I risked my life by hiding a hundred of them, 52 a cave, and made sure that they got food and water. And now you're telling me to draw attention to myself by announcing to my master, Elijah's been found? Why, he'll kill me for sure. Elijah said, as surely as God of the angel armies lives, and before whom I take my stand, I will meet with your master face to face this very day. This was a meeting that was apparently long overdue. Ahab had it out for Elijah. And today, Elijah said, it's on the popper. <laughs> we, we, we will surely meet today. So Obadiah went straight to Ahab and told him, and Ahab went out to meet Elijah. The moment Ahab saw Elijah, he said, so you, you old troublemaker, why he got to be a troublemaker? Right? You know what prophets do, right? Prophets speak for God. So it, it, it's, it's funny how the, the person whom God has given the message to is the one who gets called the troublemaker. Right? I want you to file that away too for today. Right? I want you to file that away. If God has given someone a message, don't get mad at the person. And this, it's God. So yeah, so he was a troublemaker. Elijah wasn't known for bringing good news to Ahab. It's not I who chose, I'm sorry, it's not I who has caused trouble in Israel, said Elijah, but you and your government. You dump God's ways and commands and run off after the local gods of Baal. Is it Baal or Baal? I don't know. I'm calling them Baal. Here's what I want you to do. Assemble everyone in Israel to Mount Carmel. And make sure the special pets of Jezebel, the 450 prophets of the local gods, the Baals, and the 400 prophets of the whore goddess Asherah are there. Make sure the fake prophets are there. 
So Ahab summoned everyone in Israel, particularly the prophets, to Mount Carmel. Elijah challenged the people, how long are you going to sit on the fence? If God is real, if God is the real God, follow him. If Baal, follow him. Make up your minds. Nobody said a word. Nobody made a move. Now picture that for a minute. Here comes Elijah, and he laid before them a choice. This has gone on long enough. Yeah. All these people of God who's supposed to be serving the Most High God, who's supposed to be serving God, who know God's ways, you know, this has gone on long enough. You need to choose. Are you going to serve God or are you going to serve Baal? Which one? Make up your mind, is what he said. And everybody just stood there looking. Ever had that happen when you lay an ultimatum before people and they just looking? Because what do you do with that? Right? Ahab was, was, was the king of Israel. He was supposed to be a man of God. The people, the, the Israelites, they were supposed to be. They knew. Right? This, this wasn't a new gospel to them, for lack of a better word. This, this wasn't new to them. They knew. They knew the ways of God. They knew that serving another God was a no-no. And then here comes the man of God and puts his finger right on it. Enough. You need to choose. This is foolishness. And he laid it before, and they're just looking. You ever been between two points that way and you're just stuck? When you're stuck, you can't move. When you're when you kind of between, you just, you know, as he say, how long will you sit on the fence? Picture that. I would straddle that, but I'm not that agile, right? <laughs> Should have got money up here. Picture that, you know, one leg on this side, one leg on that side. How does that work? How are you going to move? Some of us have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom of God so long, we just stuck. Just looking. How, how does that work? Sometimes we just don't, we've been doing the same thing so long, you know, it's just routine. We don't even, we don't even know why we do what we're doing. We're just going through the motions. You know, I think of that Dunkin' Donuts commercial time to make the donuts. You know, we just get up in the morning and we just, we've been, we've been wishy-washy so long. That is just the way it is. Just living in that gray space. You know what I'm talking about? Just, you're not this, but you're not that. You're just, you're just, you're just going through the motions. Some of us, you know, we don't have a problem with that. We can do that for years, decades. But today God is saying, you need to choose. So, like Elijah, God is telling me today to bring this message to you. You need to choose. I wish I didn't know anybody in here. You know, that's a joy when you, when you can come from outside and, and speak somewhere. You don't, know, you don't know any. I wish I didn't know anybody. I'm going to keep my head kind of down here. <clears throat> right? But suddenly, a day like today comes along. Israel had been in this mode for quite a while. I don't know how long. They had been in this mode quite a while. You know, God allows you room. Did you know that? He, he allows you room. Get yourself together. Right? Some of you have been coming for years. In and out. In and out. In and out. Literally years. Now, again, don't call me a troublemaker. 
I didn't choose this message. Honestly, I didn't. I like the warm, fuzzy stuff. In and out. But then suddenly God sends someone and say, how long are you going to sit on the fence? How long are you going to live between two worlds? How long are you going to say you believe him but not obey him? If God is real, follow him. It really comes down to it. God is not one for lip service. Show him by your actions. If you believe, then you do. That's what James said. Faith without works is dead. Don't keep talking about it. Be about it. You can't be an ain't and a saint. <laughs> you know? Right? I'm just saying, you've got to choose. You've got to choose. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one more little note here. That I, I, today I don't feel like today is a day for excuses. And that's not my thought. That's, that's the, I call it the inference. That's the thing God has given. No excuses. Don't you know we're full of excuses? We included. When I say we, I'm talking about me too. That's this crazy thing about speaking. God has a way of what comes out of your mouth can come ricochet right back on your own head. Right? So I'm not taking me out of this. Yeah, no excuses. No I would if. No, I, I, I can't because. No, I'm confused. Mm-mm. There may be some new folks in here. And new people, I'm sorry you came on a stiff day. You can, you can take this with a grain of salt. Even though just because you're new doesn't mean you don't know. I'm not talking to those who are confused, those who don't know. I'm I'm speaking this morning specifically to those who do know. And you've just decided to straddle the fence. God has never failed. What's that to be confused about? Read his book. Read the end. Tell you who wins. God's people, right? Read the end. No. No excuses today. No work schedule, no somebody else, no, 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 you know, the scripture says, what can separate you from the love of God? There's nothing that can get in the way of you and God except for you, period. How long are you going to straddle the fence? Make up your mind. Now, I'm not exactly sure what this has to do with, but at the beginning of that passage, if you remember, the whole, this whole thing started with God sending Elijah to Ahab to tell him that it's, the drought is over, that it's going to rain. Right? This is how the whole thing started. It's going to rain. Go tell Ahab. Go, hell to, go tell the wicked king of Israel that it's going to rain. I, I'm like, God, well, why do you have to tell him? He would have known when it came. Right? He would have known. I think God wanted to start something. Oh, you... You don't want to get on God's side when he wants to start something. You, you, you know, every, some of you parents know that, right? When you, when, or some of you children know that. There's things your parents have said to you over and over again, and, you know, some days it's like, pick your clothes up, you know? Okay, well, you need to pick your clothes up. And this goes on, and then it's like, pick your clothes up. And suddenly you know today is a different day, even though the same thing is being said. Mama got a different tone. Daddy got a different tone. I, I better pick these clothes up. You understand? This is one of those days, a different tone. Yeah. Choose. Enough of the wishy-washiness. Make up your mind. Choose. So, I think God picked this fight. Yeah. 
Go down and tell them it's raining, even though I, don't, I didn't hear Ahab, I didn't hear Elijah say that at all. Might have missed that part. Go down and tell him it's raining. He's minding his business, and he's going on down and telling him it's raining, and then this whole event unfolds. I don't know about you, but, well, let, let, me, let me say this a different way. I'm not exactly sure what the rain had to do with it. But you do know that in those days in particular, rain was good. That was good. Right? It had been a drought. The scripture said it had been a severe drought. No crops. I mean, you can't, func- you can't function without water. Okay? Rain is good. We look at the forecast and we say, oh, it's going to rain today. Shoot. You know, my hairdo or my, you know, we, we get all the reasons why we don't want to come out in the rain. When they hear rain, it's like, yes, rain is good. I feel like today God is saying, listen, people, I'm about to send rain. I'm about to send rain. You want to be in a place, you want to be in a good place with me. Right? You want, I'm about to send rain. I, I'm, you do the math. You talk to God about it. I'm not sure what that had to do with it, but I know it has to do with it. I'm about to send some rain, folks. You need to choose. Rain is good. That much I do know. Yeah, that much I do know. Uh, I mentioned earlier that today is, you know, beginning of the year, and we like to set new patterns, new habits. Maybe you started, I heard, I've seen on Facebook things like, oh, you know, I'm going to start reading my word, or I'm going to read some new devotional, that kind of thing. And, um, and that's good. God wants us to draw closer to him. Obviously, this is why I'm speaking this morning. But God has a problem when we've been walking around saying we're people of God and ignoring him. Don't want to ignore God. That doesn't end up well. Yeah. This God who just told Ahab, I'm about to send rain. What does that tell you? This whole world is in my hands. Right? Everything is within my control. I know it's been a drought. I could have stopped this drought a long time ago, but I chose not to. Right? I, I know that you, along with me, we need God in our lives. I got problems so big. I know you guys don't want to admit that. You know, I got more problems than a math book. Right? And if you don't think you have problems, you're in denial. It just ain't in Egypt, right? You're in denial, right? We got, we got big things going on. Think about your family. We got big stuff going on. When we look at them, I, my head wants to explode when I look at the situations in my own family. And you say, God, what are you ever going to do with this mess? I, I need some rain, right? I need some good things to come, right? I need, this, your community needs some rain, right? Yeah, this, this, this country needs some rain, Right? God is saying, I have it all in control. Why are you sitting on the fence, people? I got all these good juicy blessings just waiting for you. They just stored up in heaven, and you sitting there on the fence looking, looking out, trying to figure out whether you're going to serve Baal on me. Is that even a question? Right? You, you're giving all this attention to something that doesn't even exist. Because I know they call them Baal or whoever he is in these fake gods. But can I just tell you, in case you didn't know this morning, no other God exists. There's only one God. Why are you fooling around looking out there in that carnal world, looking out there with all that food? There's no other God. Right? You're your own problem. You're in your own way. 
God is saying, no, life and death is before you choose. You're out here in this world. Some of you have been out in that world so long, you know it's rough. You know it's rough. 25 years of that was enough for me. I'm done. What'd you say? Repent and be baptized, right? Receive that Holy Ghost that we danced around here about this morning, right? Wait, I can be a part of your kingdom. I mean, you tired of getting excluded from things, right? There's good things. And people say, well, you know, you got you to meet these membership requirements or, or you can't be this. God is saying the door is wide open, right? You got access to the King of Kings and the Lord, and you're going to stay here on the fence looking? Seriously? Choose. Rain is about to come. Good things are about to come. Choose. My goodness. You know, it's got to be really frustrating to live in between. You know, that's a frustrating place to live. It's just in between. You know, you know God is real. You know who he is. You know the way. You know the how. You know, but you refuse to follow him. Now, you can catch a two to say, she don't know. Right? That's how we get, right? She don't know. I love God. I love God all my life. My mama loved God. My daddy loved God. My father was a preacher. My daddy was a preacher. We get, we get all these arguments. What? No, you, you, I don't have to know. It is between you and God. Because I'm telling you this morning, this ain't Leela Cooper. God is the one that's put his finger on your little world and said, you need to choose. Enough is enough. You want to keep living in that drought? All they all pasty and dry. Life rough. Things ain't getting no better. You've been in the same old situations year after year after year after year. When are you going to get tired of being sick and tired? When are you going to get tired of that devil whopping you upside your head, running rush out over you, taking your children, taking everything that you got, just, just abusing you? When are you going to get tired of choose? If, you want, if God is real, then follow him. Not with your mouth, but with your whole life. Follow him. What does saith the Lord? That's what I'm going to do. Right? He just drew that line straight in the sand. Choose. You know, Tina used to say, poor Tina, I'm not picking, you know, that she wished God would give us no choice. You know, it's a struggle. Right? I wish God would just give us no choice and we just, you know, we just had, you know, he just make it so that we follow him. Right? But, but the good news is today that you do have a choice. You're not going to leave here today and say, well, I don't have no choice. I can't follow God because. Well, I can't. Mm-mm. Not so. It's just not so. You know, the one who knows, God knows. If you don't follow God, it's because you are stubborn. It's because you are choosing not to follow God. Not one thing is in your way. Not no devil, not no person, not no situation. Nothing is in your way but you. We got this. Oh, I'm in trouble now. I don't care. I'm ready to kick the pail. Where's Sister Jackie? <laughs> I'm ready to kick the pail this morning. If you don't know what that means, only watch your time with it. We have this, um, well, well, let me just put it this way. You guys know around here we take attendance. It gets on some of y'all nerves. I know. You don't understand. You come in the door and we say, oh, you know, oh, greetings. What's your name? Oh, yeah. and, and, and you go, what are people taking attendance for? <laughs> oh, yeah, some of y'all have gotten snitty. Why didn't need to know my name? What's going on? What kind of church take attendance? What they counting heads? I mean, I'm just, and I can just imagine what goes through your mind, right? 
okay, I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be of a, charge, a part of a church that doesn't know me. Right? I mean, that's just crazy, right? Especially if I've come and gone year after year and they keep saying, you know, hi, you know, nobody knows your name, nobody knows anything about you. You know, Rosh preached that awesome message a couple weeks ago about anybody know you here? Right? When you, when you, there's no sense of community, there's no sense of belonging, there's no connection. You know, that, that's people that don't want to be committed. You don't want to choose. Because if you let us know a little bit, you know how that gets, right? If you let us know your name, we might get a little close. If you let us know his phone number, we might call you, right? If you let us know your address, we might send you a call. We, we might ask you to join a discipleship class. We might ask you to draw a small group. We, I mean, join a small we, we might ask you to spend a little time with us. And those of you that don't want to be committed, you don't want to give no info. We're not stalkers. This is about you. I'm going to tell you, right? This is real. This is about you. I want to know your name just to know your name. I don't want a phone number. Just to, I, we, right? But this is the kingdom of God here, right? We, 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 this is community, right? We're we, we supposed to be knowing each other. We're supposed to be caring for one another and loving one another. And how are we going to do that if... And then some of you don't want to give a name, and then when you show up again sometime later and we don't remember you, then you're insulted about that. Yeah. I've been here before. Okay. I know the bucket's kicked. Sorry. Steve, you can clean this up some other time. Um, you shouldn't give me a mic on a Sunday morning, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes we have some new greeters come up and, and a person who's, who, who, who's been on that list, that shady list for a while. I'm going to tell you what we call the shady list. I'm going to tell all the secrets today. You, Steve will never be, Look, I was nervous about preaching Sunday morning, so after this, he won't give me this service again, so I'm going to go ahead and... I'm going to kick two pails while I'm up here, right? <laughs> right? I'm going to go ahead and just knock it over. I'm going to kick the cow. <laughs> yeah. That, that list, so we have categories on our attendance list. There's regulars. There's irregulars. I'm telling you. I'm telling all the business. No shame in my game because our intentions are good, Right? We want, to, we want to keep track of you, not for number's sake, but we want to be able to minister to you. If you're not here, we want to be able to say, hey, are you okay? And if we don't know, then we can't know. And then you'll be mad because we don't know. I was sick and laid up for six weeks and nobody checked on me. And nobody got a phone number. You never gave us your name. You don't want us to know you. So then you can't expect us to care for you if you don't want to be known. If nobody knows you're here. I'm just giving you, I'm giving you motives. So on this tennis list, we have regulars, we have irregulars, and then we have this new category that I came up with since I've been on board. It's the one that you're going to be mad about. It's called long-term inconsistent. Long-term inconsistent. I couldn't find another category. I couldn't think of another way to pay it. say it. Some of y'all have been long term inconsistent. I said I wish I didn't know anybody, but can't help it. You've been just coming and going for years. Like some, like 30. Seriously. And you've never committed. Now remember, this ain't me. God is the one picking this fight this morning. Choose. If you're not committed, you can't grow. Right? You, you can't be blessed. 
God is still in the blessing business. You can't be blessed. You're wondering why things ain't working for you out there. Right? You're wondering why you just can't get over the hump, why life never changes. You're in the same old cycle over and over and over and over. And God's saying it's because you won't choose. You need to choose. If that world out there is so appealing, go to it. Have at it. But you know it's not. I said to you, I spent 25 hours where you know it's not that appealing. You out there, and you, the more you grind, the more you work in that job, you working overtime, undertime. You know, you're you trying to get weekends, holidays. You're trying to get all you can trying to make it. And the more you run after, the more broke you are. Yeah, credit jack. You can't pay attention. Yeah. But you working, as my husband said, like a runaway slave. <laughs> I had to take it based on. <laughs> you're working hard. Right? You can't come to church because you gotta work. I'm, I'm, man, there's a third pail. Bam. Right? right? You, you, you can't because, you know, you can't, whatever. Okay. Keep it up. Right? You get, no, you'll be on this hamster wheel indefinitely. You just be on that hamster wheel. Right? Or do you wanna be blessed? Rain is coming. Do you wanna be blessed? Right? God said, you, you gotta choose. I'm all, I'm all off script here know what time it is what's going on but oh well yeah that that you know Elijah comes down I get back to the story and he after he makes this whole statement about choosing right choose if God is real then follow him if Baal is real then follow him right and then he then he sets off this showdown I love a showdown right and he says okay if your God be God, let's set up this altar here. So he goes to this whole thing. You know, you put the wood up on the altar and you get the, you get the sacrifices up on the altar. And, and I'm going to let you false prophets go first. Right? And, and let's set it all up. Right? And then you pray to your God. And the God who answers by fire, let him be God. Okay? The God who answers, let him be God. Oh, they cut a fool. They set the altar up. They danced. They cut themselves. It was hours, if not day. It was a long time. I didn't read the rest of the story. But I mean, they, they just carried on trying to get this God from answer. How, how, how ridiculous. He doesn't exist. Baal had never answered a prayer before because he never existed. Why was he going to listen today? Right? I'm, thinking about, I'm, I'm thinking about some of the things we keep doing. We keep repeating the same old thing over and over again, thinking we're going to get a different, different result. You know, you've been out there just doing your thing in the world, just doing you. You know, you, you, you're trying to be blessed and you, it's, you know, you're trying to get all, and it's, it's not working. Right? You're trying to resolve situations in your life. You, 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 you're trying to be your way over and over. It's not working. It's because you're not honoring the true God. It's just flat out. God wants to bless. He does. He's still in the blessing business. It's the truth. He can do things that no man can do. Right? There's testimonies in here. If I had you stand, there's testimonies of people been healed, uh, financial blessings. I mean, you can just go on and on and on about the things. That, there's folks that have been dealing with drug addiction and, and, and alcoholism. and I mean, you name it, in this room is somebody probably representative of that situation. You name it. You look around, you say, oh, these people? Yeah, these people. Even that nice little lady sitting beside you. They look all cleaned up. Or that gentleman with his tie, look, you say, oh, him. Oh, yeah, him. Because everybody got something. Everybody has something. 
and God has moved. Can I get an amen? Anybody that God has done something miraculous in your life? Absolutely. He's the same God. He's no respect of persons. But if you want to keep on doing it your way, then have at it. So God said, okay. So Elijah said, let the, let the God that answers by fire be God. Oh, they carried on. And of course nothing happened because there is no other God. And then it was Elijah's turn. And he, and he does this whole big deal. Okay, he gets the, the wood and he gets the sacrifice. And then he has the nerve, right, to pour a bunch of water on it. I can just imagine him a bucket there, just, just pouring. And they're going, okay, fire and water. Okay, how does that work? Ahab, just, just in case you don't think it's, a, maybe it's because of the drought, you think maybe the fire just going to happen. Just in case you think it's something like that, right? Let me make sure that you know who it is who did this, right? And he just dumps water all over the, the altar. Yeah. And then he prays a simple prayer. Lord, send the fire. No jumping up and down. No hooping and hollering. No conjuring. No, no none of that foolishness, right? He just speaks, Lord, send the fire. And the fire came. Choose. Now you can say, oh, that's just a nice little story from the Old Testament. Or is it the word of God? Did it really happen, right? God has sent the fire in some of our lives, right? Yeah, and he's, done, he's done some awesome things. He showed up and showed out. Yeah, you can say that was Elijah. You can say, well, that was Elijah that did all that. I don't see where God said him go pick that fight, right? Well, okay, he might have set the showdown, but God surely did show up. Not only did he show, but he showed out. Right? And this thing going, oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, that's the same God. That's the same God. So whether you're that long-term inconsistent folk, yeah, you can make a change. You can choose. No obstacle between you and God except for you. You can choose. You, in fact, God is saying today, you need to choose. Rain is coming. Yeah. I'm trying to be all in it. Anybody, anybody as a kid run outside in the rain, be thunderstorm, you go out there, oh, you know, it's just, it's just all, and the rain feels good when it's warm. Anybody, you know, right, rain is coming. That's a good thing. I don't know how it's coming. I don't know which way it's coming, but God said rain is coming. Go tell my people, you need to choose. You need to choose. This morning, we sung that song, I've got the Holy Ghost, you know, and, and man, uh, okay, you knew. You said, I don't even know where to start. I'm not the long-term inconsistent folk. I'm a FTG. I'm, I'm kidding. And, I, and I said it's called first-time guest. Maybe you're a first-time guest. Good morning. Not you, Curtis. Glad you're here. Right? Maybe you're what we call a repeat visitor. <laughs> That's you, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's you, Curtis. <laughs> repeat is good, though. Re, re, repeat is good. That means until you get some kind of system of regularity, you know, then we just, you're just a repeat visitor. That means you haven't quite stuck yet. You haven't, you haven't got a pattern yet. You haven't, you know, you don't have a rhythm to your attendance yet. See, now y'all going to change your game. I want you to. I man. I want you to change your game. It's not about us. It's about you. Because if you change your game, if you start, you say, wait a minute, don't come to me and ask me where y'all on the list. Right? And come to me and say, Sister Lil, what, what, what category am I in? I'm going to say, go see Kiyars. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say, go see Kiyars. 
But if you want to change your category, the choice is yours. And, if, and, and don't get twisted. I'm not really talking about attendance, even though attendance matters, right? Right? You can't grow without being in the midst of the Word of God. You can't grow that way. You can't have connections and community and be the party without being a part of the Word of God. So your attendance is just a big indicator of where you are. Yes, I said it. Yeah, it's just a big indicator of where you are. If you're new and you're not sure about where to start, there's a, oh, I'm getting in trouble. Fourth bucket, bam. Okay, right? right? There's a class tonight that starts at 7.30. And it's, oh, sorry, ooh, yes. It starts at 6 o'clock, and it's called A New Life. You can join. If you want to know what it means to be a part of the kingdom, you want to know how to get started in this, in this walk with God, you can come to that class, 6 o'clock, right behind this wall in that reception room. It's a, wait a minute, that is a rare offer. We normally don't do a class on a Sunday night, just so you know. Right? But here's an exception. Here's an opportunity you can take advantage of. It's a rare opportunity that you can have a class on a Sunday night. Come in, spend the hour, learn the word of God. God has plans for you. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to have all the information you need to choose. He wants you to be blessed. No pressure. Nobody's going to get you in a headlock or arm twist or whatever you want to call it. No pressure. He's going to give you everything you need to choose. But you need to choose. Now I got one more category and I'm going to shut up. Some of you have heard this gospel over and over and over. Right? You've heard the plan of salvation preached. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Right? You believe? The scripture says you need to be baptized. Okay? Action. Faith. Your, your belief that's just you knowing in your mind, that's faith. It's good that you believe. Yeah. But he said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Let's see. Joe? Oh, there's water. Clean water. Fresh water. Joe just changed that water yesterday. Clean that bathroom. I heard the Talex was going in here and he was cleaning it all up. You got fresh water. That's another rarity. Right? <laughs> right? Some of you have been hearing that for a long time. And it's gone in this ear and out that ear. That's Bible. You don't believe me? Come to class tonight, but I'm going to tell you. You can go check me out. Yeah, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. You must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. It's a choice. Why, don't, why refuse something that's good? Right? You want to be new? You tired of the old? You can go down in that water, that old crusty girl, or that old rusty dude, and with all them sins and all that nasty, you can come up brand new. Who wouldn't do that? Who, who wouldn't do that? Not because I said it, but because the Word said it. Right, that he'll wash away all your sins. Right? That you've been buried with him in baptism. You come up in newness of life. You need something. Come on. The water's ready. Why? How long are you going to sit on the fence? How long are you going to sit on the fence? Well, I ain't sure know you're rebellious. I'm talking to the rebellious. I'm not talking to the confused. I'm talking about those of you who know and you've just been sitting on that fence. I don't know what you've been waiting on, but it's about you. Rain is coming. You want to be blessed? Right? Then you have to follow him. If God is real, then follow him. To follow him, right? If you want to be his disciple, right? You have to follow what he say. If you continue in his word, right? Water is available. We've, we've, we've sung about the Holy Ghost, right? He said that you have, if you have not my spirit. I probably should have found the positive verse. That one always sounds pretty rude, right? 
We have not my spirit, you're none of mine. Those are not my words. Those are God's words. What? That's how I felt about that scripture. When I heard that, I'm like, what? None of his? I, I want to be his. I want to be his. And, and you can get indignant about that if you didn't have a choice in the matter. But you do. Yeah. Right? God wants to give you his spirit. He says, go and wait. And we told, told the, 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 the first church, go and wait in Jerusalem. Wait for the promise of the Father that I'm going to send my spirit. Right? God wants to give you his spirit. That spirit that gives you power to live for him. Aren't you tired of that devil just, using, just taking you like a dish rag and just beating you all up in this life? And you, and you just you have no control. You know, you're like a, a puppet. Just, but when you have the power of God, you can rebuke him. Right? I'm talking about you want to do something new this year? You want to choose once more? You can rebuke that devil. He, he got to go. Right? You got power over him instead of him running rush out over you. You want the power of God? Yeah, you can have it. The choice is yours. You got to choose, though. Get off of the fence, right? This church baptizes all the time, right now. If you don't care about it being cold, right now. Right, just poke somebody next to you and say, hey, I'm a choosing today, right? I'm gonna get off the, I'm choosing today, right? I wanna be his, I wanna be a part of this kingdom. I need to go, I need to be baptized into this body, right? Tell somebody, you, you can raise your hand right now. I got eyes all over this place, right? You can raise, yeah, today I'm choosing. I'm gonna get off the fence. I wanna be under that rain that's coming. I want the blessings of God to be on my life. I want to I wanna make a move. I want to be able to punch that devil in the face. So I'm a little aggressive. When we start talking about the devil, he makes me mad. He makes me mad because of what he's done in my life. He makes me mad when I think of what he's done in your life. He makes me mad when I think about what he's doing in my family's life. And I mean, you, you tired of being mad? You want some power? And I'm talking about you going to, you know, I'm talking about authority. Right? I'm talking about authority. You want to be able to rebuke him. You want to be able to bind him. You can't do that on your own. Oh, don't try it. Not advisable. Yeah, there's that story in the Bible with those sons of Sceva who, who saw the disciples going throughout Jerusalem and they were binding devils and rebuking them. And they were like, wow. They were impressed with the operation of the spirit. But they didn't understand. Right? And they, they came across a demon-possessed man. They says, we adjure you by the, by the Jesus that... Is it Peter preach or Paul preach? Somebody preach, right? They didn't know about it for themselves is my point. They didn't have the spirit of God in them either. And they went and trying to use that power. And that devil turned around and said, Who? that's how I imagine he looked. Who are you talking to? <laughs> I adjure you by the Jesus. That... Oh, yeah. You ain't got no power. The devil knows who has it and who doesn't. He really does. I, he knows who has the spirit of God. And who doesn't? And when you don't, he's saying, bring it on. He whipped that honey so bad and sent him down the street butt naked and running and screaming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, he did. But when you, but you go and you read the gospel, you go and read Matthew, you read the Bible, you see what happens when that devil encountered Holy Ghost filled saints of God. You see what happened. What have I to do with you? He cowering in the corner, right? They running. He, they they got to come out. Shut up. Come out. They, we just, you want some authority? You tired of being on the, on the bad end of, of, of the enemy's abuse? You, you tired of being, you tired of your family? Choose. Choose. No better day than today. No better choice you can make. No better resolution. No better, no, 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 no. Nothing better you can do for your life. No diet, 
no finance, uh, um, you know, plan. There's nothing better you can do for your life than to choose God. This altar's open. You would come. Amen. Choose God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Consider his choice today and choose him. Yes, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah.